Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Have you ever wondered what it's like to be in a room and hang out with the likes of Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson, Tony Bellew, Paul Gascoigne. Those are just some of the names that today's guest on Paul Moore Talks Shit uh, has hung out with, spent time with, and toured with, and organized shows for. This is my man, James Ward. James, a mate of mine who I first met when I first started boxing back in 2016, 2017 time. And he's a top guy, and I've never seen anybody handle stress and pressure like this guy. I personally can't wait for you to hear his story, particularly when we get to the, how do you handle Floyd Mayweather being late? How do you handle Conor McGregor kind of not showing up for a jet that was supposed to pick him up? Um, if you ever wonder what it's like to deal with stress like that, this is the podcast for you. Speaking of stress, one thing that I know helps a lot of people with stress is um, CBD. Now, we are honored to be sponsored by an amazing company called Hemp Heroes. You can find them all about them on Instagram. Um, Hemp Heroes and go to HempHeroes.ie to check out their premium organic CBD oils, capsules, protein powder, bombs, and one of my favorites is the Vape A-Liquid. Enjoy this. It's a banger. Yo, 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 it's me, Paul Mort. And today, uh, Mr. Paul Mort is talking shit with Mr. James Ward. Mr. Ward, how are you? Good, mate. I'm great. I'm excited. So, for you guys, um, you've obviously listened to the intro because we do a long intro, um, before we do the show. So, James is a guy that I met for the first time in probably 2017, which is mad. When I was about to have my first boxing match at 30 fucking seven years old in this hall in South Shields, uh, with no head guard on and out like that, and James was running this show, and then uh, I think he must have given me a pep talk before me fight. And then a few months later, I was cornering on a show where there was fucking hell on at Temple Paul Leisure Centre and I met James again. And then um, randomly got a call this year about getting Tyson Fury on. I was like, oh yeah, I remember you, James. Random. Anyway, uh, so I'm excited to have James on because the reason I wanted him on is because I'm very interested in his story because I don't know how this whole fucking mad thing came about. And I'm also very interested in he has some stories about some of the interesting people that he's that he's worked with. Um, so, James, I'm going to get straight in. How did you get into this boxing thing? <laughs> okay. How did uh, you get into the whole, the the, the ECB is called, right? EBF. 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 Where did I get ECB from? That's cricket, isn't it? <laughs> Do you like cricket? Oh, mine on it. I have to be fair, like, I'll swap. EBF. Yeah. EBF. Yeah. How did you get into this? Uh, okay. Bit of a long-winded story. We love a long winded yeah, story. Yeah. yeah, we just got your, done with Sean Gash. So it's a good fucking job, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, good act to follow. Yeah, yeah. no pressure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, from a uh, fitness background. Yeah, yeah. Was into. Uh, I was a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Ran a chain of gyms. Mm-hmm. Realised there's no money in the leisure fitness industry. Kind of got reached, reached with that, and yeah. went into sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, went from there to the Yellow Pages. Remember that old thing? Really? Many years ago, yeah. yeah. Became a major account manager, big money, high-flying, yeah. flash car, yeah. all this, all that. Google comes along, starts going head-to-head with you, realise you're in a losing battle. Took up boxing. 
as a little bit of stress relief in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, and there was a fellow in the gym one day, uh, a little bit of a wide boy type character, <laughs> you know, cockney wide boys who were. Yeah. Uh, fellow called Spencer Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, said to me, oh, you can box a little bit. We'll have to have a spa. So we had a bit of gym banter as you're yeah. doing all that. He said, what are you doing at the weekend? Why don't you come and watch one of my shows? So yeah. we've gone to this uh, park hall. was an old kind of... Camelot is an old theme park. I don't know if anyone knows a Camelot theme park. They had a nightclub on it, which obviously the theme park shut down. They kept the nightclub open. So this is eerie, old school, yeah. unlicensed boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not wrapping our hands, you know. Really? All these characters. And, and Spencer says, come and watch the show. Come and watch the show. You can't use a stopwatch, can you? My timekeeper's not turned oh, on. He says, and we're like, fucking hell. So anyway, I use a stopwatch. Yeah. Start getting into it a little bit, following him about, going for a drive with Spencer. Spencer's one of these weird and wonderful characters that you meet along the way. He's got loads of businesses, mega, mega business brain. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, we, we you know, we, we got on really well. Funny enough, mate, that was one of the, if I was to describe you, I'd also say that you were like, a, I call these kind of people serial entrepreneurs. Right, okay. Like, they just got all these different businesses and they like, love business. Like you could never imagine yourself in a job. Well, not 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 from probably that point of meeting Spencer, but I think it took meeting Spencer for me to realise and open up that it kind of you, you know you don't yeah. have to work for somebody. Do you? you don't have to be a number of yellow pages of yeah. a big American corporate company that yeah. are sending you on all these motivational American sales talks. Drive, drive, yeah. drive, and pin the people down and yeah. close the doors on the way to the end of the corridor yeah. and all this. Overcome objections. That's it. Yeah. All 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 of that stuff. So yeah. so yeah so. Me and Spence ended up driving up and down the country, and then these were hardcore unlicensed shows, you know, yeah. social clubs, yeah. lads knocking out each other, no real rules apart from it's free. Well, two here's a story for you. I remember once I called out a show, it was Brian Houseby's show, but you were obviously yeah. licensed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is that you do inside of that. Clash of the Vikings. I think Clash of the Vikings, it was, yeah. I. So, anyway, there, there was one I went in, and there was a kid there, like, he was like, he said, Can you corner us? I was like, I'm calling you. I said, Where's your gummies? Oh, I don't have one. What? Don't have a gummy, so he fucking put this other guy's gum shield in. I said, What about your gloves? He said, I don't have any gloves, can you get me some gloves? And he just fucking went in and had a dust up. Yeah. It was mad. Mad. So you must have seen loads of shit like that. Yeah. So 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 me and Spence go all around the country. What what we eventually ended up doing is Spencer, why don't you run some of the shows? Yeah. I started helping him out in some of his retail businesses and stuff like yeah. that. And he I just I hated my job. Mm-hmm. I hated the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Uh I came to I came to a point where weird old thing but you get, you get yourself into a bit of a rut don't you, yeah. and you so you get yourself into a bit of a rut but on a Sunday about tea time mm-hmm. start feeling sick in your stomach and, you, and, you, and I hate this job and I'm thinking to myself Ugh. so then I go and speak to Spencer and how's work been son I hate it I hate it oh, yeah. fucking quit yeah. what do you mean you know I'm getting like 100 grand yeah, I'm not how long ago was it 13 year ago oh, really 12, 13 oh, yeah. year old yeah so good good few years ago yeah. Spencer just quit Come and work for me. Yeah. So, it's not just as easy as that. No, it is. Just quit. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Never get into a position like that. Got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Quit. Ended up working for Spence in the retail. Yeah. As we got further and further along, the retail wasn't for me. Spence said, listen, why don't you take over this boxing now? Because I'm far too busy. We've got all these shows up and down the country. Yeah. I'll make you a partner. Me and yeah. you've got 50-50 and we'll, we'll run the business. Yeah. At that point... There was lads swapping gum shields. There's lads swapping gloves and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I decided, uh, you know, to try and level it out a little yeah. bit. So we yeah. put a structure in place of rankings, yeah. a website, yeah. a licensing, yes. you know, just just to try and get it a little bit more where it was. You know, we're, we're yeah. not claiming to be A bit perfect. more organised. Don't claim to be safer. Yes. More medics, yes. more doctors yes. and all this kind of stuff. Well, I, mean, I actually remember 
That first fight I had, there was a medic came and she was fucking like, she does your blood pressure on that. Mine was through the fucking roof. Yeah. And I was thinking, why the fuck's my blood pressure? But then obviously it was my first fight. I shit me pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sweating in that. I was like, I'm I was saying, well, I'm all right. It's, it's funny like, how many times you say, just go and sit over in the corner. Yeah. Get five minutes, come back again, and the blood pressure has dropped really? again because you had it. The body increases blood pressure before exercise anyway. Yeah. Before you're just about to get punched That's in right. the mouth in front of a few hundred people. It's even, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's tenfold. And then that's where we uh that's where the company got to. Yeah. You know, so we have sixty or seventy co promoters up and down the country. Yeah. We, you know, we, we now go from white collar, which is the eight week training camp, yeah. the headguards, yeah. to what we deem as semi-professional which yeah. is obviously going to get a few haters when i use yeah, that term yeah, the term yeah, semi-professional yeah. is how you're paid for the sport not at the level you are so if you're oh, paid okay. and it is not your full-time possession yeah. or uh, but professional you're living well that's what they'd say in class. football wouldn't they you get paid to play on a saturday afternoon but, but you're, you're a plumber in the week job, it's, sem- it's semi-professional yeah. the levels that we have are obviously quite decent you know we've had some good expos michael gomez you know was box forwards luke yeah. blackledge who's the commonwealth champion box for us yeah. uh you know there's a, there's a lot of decent fighters that have fought for us yeah. decent mma lads come down decent lads go up and it's it's in yeah. the matchmaking which is a job of mine is all about so we've seen a lot of lads that were good amateurs and they never really did anything with it and didn't turn pro and i've seen a lot of those guys fight on those That's shows it. as well and you know the thing is for boxing to be told you're too old to be an amateur and you're not good enough to be professional yeah. there's a massive gap in a in a place there so we try to fill that so that that that's where we get into the to the business of of boxing and becoming, you know, big with Malta, Spain, yeah. Portugal, shit, really, Ukraine. We've been we've been to there in the really? past. Really, so, yeah, it's fucking okay, hell, you know. man. And you got to be careful when you go into these foreign countries. Yeah, he's only had one fight, yeah. and then you Google him, <laughs> and he's nowhere to be seen. Oh, because there's no. But record, you change right? the spelling of his name. He's had three hundred kickboxing bouts. Yeah. Okay, one, well, and all of a sudden he's not he's not a white collar fighter. Is yeah, he? Yeah, he's somewhere yeah. else. So, so, so that's so that's where we are. EBF on the back of that. Obviously, we. You know, Spencer has got a good friend in Larry Holmes, who is the ex-heavyweight champion. He did a UK tour with him, lost a fortune. And on the back what did of he it, do to our, in 2018? Larry? Yeah. Larry's done four tours for us now. Did he do, I'm sure he did one in, in 2018, and I'm sure I've seen you with it. Yeah, you would have done. And I, it, I was do. a, it was a, the Bellew-Usyk fight. The Bellew-Usyk fight was... Uh, Thomas Hearns. Thomas, Thomas Hearns, Hearns, that's who it was. And you Hearns. had seen it at one. Yeah, yeah. And I was with, uh, it was mad, because Ricky was there, Ricky Hatton was yeah, there, yeah. Scott Quigg was there, my mate Scott Quigg, strength and conditioning coach, and I was talking to him, and I, I saw you go past. Yeah. So we did So we did a pre-fight lunch with the Hitman and the Hitman. Yeah. So Ricky, that Ricky and Thomas, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then we went to watch the Bellevue fight, so. Yeah. And then obviously Gold Star is, is, is the... The, the massive I've the just massive fucking machine, fa- yeah. I fast forwarded about yeah. fucking 11 years there by yeah. the way fast forwarded 11 so let's rewind 11 years so Spence has um, got a friend in Larry Holmes and then so yeah so so just coming off on that so basically Spencer does a UK tour with Larry Holmes yeah yeah he loses a fortune Larry yeah. Holmes said to you have I taught you a lesson Spencer said yeah and then on the back of that Larry Holmes has connected Spencer and us with the company and different types of people your Roy Jones your Sugar Ray Leonard your Roberto Durand and all of the yeah. American legends now yeah are, you know directly come to us if they want to do a UK or European tour and yeah. we kind of move forward and and all the stories and, and everything else that comes well let's go let's go there <laughs> let's go there then I want to go back to the, uh, the, the, the the EBF thing first what's some of the maddest shit you've ever seen on the EBF 
Apart from that massive fight that broke out in South Shields that time. Yeah, so there's so there's been a few so so South Shields was Is that the four- hardest part, the crowd? The crowd because I've been at shows, in fact I'm sure I've I've cornered in shows where the crowd are like literally trying to get in the ring. Yeah. Like they're right at the side of the ring and I'm like, I'm cornering someone. What the fuck are you doing? So so I take, I, t- I, take over the, I, I take over the running of the EBF and I start tidying things up. Yeah. 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 No, not eight corner men. Not all your pals <laughs> drinking pints and putting the pints on the canvas. No rocking the rope. <laughs> no banging. No telling the ref you're going to do him. And I mean, yeah. our, our head of refereeing is big Philip Riley. Mate, he's, he's a, a big guy. six he's foot a big five fighting eye. machine. Yeah, he is. Eye. And he'll tell the crowd. If yeah. you don't Mate, hold back away. he's got away, hands like fucking shovels in. He's a monster. Oh, he and is. he can fight as well. Can he? You know, I got told a story. I'm not going to tell you told me the story, but they said to me, who's a good friend of uh, Lenny McLean, and he said, you know, Philip Riley said, yeah, he said he would have put Lenny McLean away in three rounds. Really? That's Fucking what kind hell. of, because I'll say, no, what's Big Phil like? And he yeah. said, and he, and, he, and he told me. Mate, so that, he's, how calm is he? Dead calm. Yeah. yeah. So, so they can shout as much abuse at my referee as they want. Yeah. However, he's they're not really going to get anywhere. So yeah. we try and tidy up crowd control, put a fence around the ring, yes. you know. And we're doing this very successfully for six or seven years and yeah. it's going well and we're yeah. doing 80 shows a year, 100 shows a year and, you know, it's fantastic and we've got different people coming on board and celebrities want to do this. And fantastic. Yeah. You know, and then every now and again, you know, we, we get an MC on board called Brian Housebury. You know, <laughs> the greatest. The greatest MC. Non-professional boxing MC on the planet. Yeah. Moonwalking, screaming, shouting, spinning yeah. around his head, so I'm going to have a go at promoting. And then he does, the children, of the, he does children of the Night. He does and the Children of the Night. I've Sweet never heard, Caroline. I don't, I've never heard Sweet Caroline the same. Yeah, now, I've never heard it the same since I've heard him singing a thousand fucking. You must have heard do, it a lot. Do you know what? I used to sit there and go, "This song does my tricks <laughs> in." And I've just been away with my missus and the kid to Cyprus. Yeah, and Sweet Caroline came on. Did it? And it gave me goosebumps listening to it. Did it? Because I've not heard it for without it. him singing. Well, no, I've not heard it. I've not heard it since oh, March ever because all the shows have been off. Shit. So the so the song I used to hear four or five times a week and used to think relating it to work. Yeah, was like. Wow, I've yeah. missed this. I've yeah. missed the crowd singing it. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, so we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back. Coming back to Brian, yeah. Brian puts the show on, sells all he the tickets because he's a popular guy and he gets all the local lads to fight each other and all that, yeah. but just forgets one or two major things. Correct medical cover, you know, which obviously we've had to pull around. One of my team is a nurse, so yeah. effectively I, we had to try and squeeze that in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crowd control. Yeah, he forgets. Hard. You know, he forgets something else. You know, he does that big leisure centre. No, they're all punching each other and slapping each other. It was like a Good Friday or something as well. Yeah, it was. Like a it was a Good Friday. It was a, it was a bank holiday, wasn't it? Because they'd all been drinking holiday. all day, hadn't they? Everyone had been drinking all day. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, right. so that was like moving forward seven years and then taking a ten year step yeah. backwards to yeah, Brian's yeah, show. Yeah, but yeah, every, yeah. everybody else, I mean, the EBF did a show at the Motor Point Arena. Yeah. 18 months ago. Yeah. Sold 3,000 tickets. Fucking hell, mate. Massive. Phenomenal. Shit. You know, not five rings of white collar fighters yeah. that other people doing all that. Yeah. One ring, one card, 15 fights. Carl Frotch's brother headlined. You know, a big, a big old professional. Yeah. On the on the, on the the scale of, you know, above small hall boxing shows, really. Yeah. So from where we were to where we are it's now, amazing. it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and we've streamlined now. You know, some of the promoters that don't like what we do. Yeah. Go do, their own, go do their own thing. Yeah. No problem with that. You want to put hay bales in a barn and, and have a straightener and uh, <laughs> take your gloves off, then do that. That's not what we do. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do high-level, properly insured, yeah. properly yeah. run boxing events. Yeah. And there's a million different people doing different things, but that's that's what we yeah. do with the EBF. And that's, but it's a, it, it can't be... 
That can't be an easy thing to do, though. There must be a lot of red tape. Yeah, dealing with the police was it in the in the beginning was dealing with the police. So yeah. I, I would have this folder with me and all these box and these box files, and that's the insurance policy, and that's yeah. the risk assessment, and that's the risk assessment, yeah. and that's the insurance policy. And by the time the police had turned up and they were dealing with me, they'd be like, "All right, mate, just do your show. Yeah. Stop miving me with paperwork." Really? Yeah. Whereas now, because of the onset of white collar boxing, yes. they kind of let everything go. The laws have kind of slipped a little bit, which is dangerous, you know. You, you know, there's. God forbid, touch wood. We've never, we've never had any kind of serious injuries on yeah. any of our shows. But safety's paramount. Yeah, safety's paramount. The re- uh, the refereeing team get told you can train for eight weeks. You can be the local superstar. You can be the local bodybuilder. If you get caught with a straight clean shot and your pupils buzz, yeah, you're getting a standing eight count yeah. on the EBF. Yeah, that's it. Whether you like it, whether you scream it, whether you caught on a man said you were a disgrace and all that, we don't care. Yeah, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you if you I know we were talking about your blood pressure before yeah. off camera, but if your blood pressure is high and we can't get it down within a five-minute period, yes. you're not fighting. Yeah. It's, I don't care if you sold 300 tickets yeah. and the promoter's going to do his brains in. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we don't care. It's, it's not important, is it? No. It's a sport at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and that's that's the way we kind of have to, yeah. have to portray it. You know, some people like it, some people don't. Some people use us, yeah, we're going to be the next big thing completely rip off what we do and do their own thing save money no problem that's yeah. life in it yeah and that's I it. it yeah so I love it I love it man so tell, tell me a little bit more about this um, how, what, what happened so we, we had, we'll go back Larry Holmes and then you got introduced to all these things and I just looked the other day because obviously I follow your account I follow the Gypsy yeah. King Merchandise account and then I look on the Gold Star promotion thing. I'm thinking fucking hell you've had some fucking studs over here the last few years man yeah so, so I saw fucking Floyd yeah. For a start. So, so, Spe- so Spencer's, Spencer's have got this relationship with Larry Holmes. While we're doing the EBF, and it was the EBF presents Larry Holmes. Yes. And then it was the EBF presents Roberto Duran, and the EBF presents Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. And at one point, the EBF was getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the white collar boxing. Yeah. And then the other side, and, but then we did a Gascoigne, or we did, a, you know, a couple yeah. of footballers, and it yeah. didn't really suit that yeah. the European Boxing Federation was doing football. So Gold Star, the company, was created. Mm-hmm. We've always done merchandise and memorabilia auctions at the shows, yeah. you know, and, you know, back in the day, Spence would go around and do it all himself, then we yeah. would do it, and then Brian does the auctions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He says he learns off Spence, you know, yeah. Spence is the kind of... Oh, is he? Is he? Uh, Spence is the top dog when it comes to auctions. Spence yeah. is, the, is the overshadowing... Yeah. Al Heyman type figure of of the of the of the of the chain of businesses that we have. Yeah. Uh, so then we create Gold Star. So we have Gold Star memorabilia. Yes. You know we have a young kid in the warehouse there, Paul that runs that. Mm. Biggest trade dealers of memorabilia now in Europe. Gigantic. We do exclusive signings with mm. pretty much anybody that Gold Star bring in. We do the exclusive signing with. So therefore, it kind of suits on what we do. So we hold the stock yeah. and and you know big big plays in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, so Gold Star is created as its standalone tour, and then you know it's just evolved. Yeah. You know, so the U- the UK boxers, you can go on Twitter if you want to get Joe Carlzaghi on your show. You can just tweet Joe and do you want to come on my show? Do you want to do a show? And Joe says yes or no. You offer him some money or yeah. no money from in town, whatever. The Americans is a little bit different, yeah, because you've got to pay for inbound flights. You've got to guarantee that they get on inbound flights. You've got to pay for the family. 
You've got to pay for the ground transport. You've got to pay for the security. You've got to make sure that the hotels are the correct suitability. You've got to go and make sure that there's this and there's that and yeah. there's this and there's that. So that's there's quite a big risk on the front end then. There's a big risk. So now yeah. we have a team that run the EBF for us. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, Brian and Phil, they over the EBF and Goldstar, the operations is... Spence does the deal, signs the paperwork, passes me the paperwork and say, yeah. right, we are now doing a tour with... Yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You know, we've done shows with Conor McGregor, yeah. uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. You know, all these weird and wonderful people coming right the way through to, you know, Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and everybody else. And yeah. they all bring their own kind of stories to the table, each and individual yeah. person. Something so, so I, I, I particularly, because yeah. Floyd Mayweather, I was like, not like it was 28. Was Floyd Mayweather 28? So Floyd has done three tours with us now. Fucking hell, yeah, has he? yeah. So what? So, so we get approached. Oh, you're Gold Star. Yeah. Uh, I'm Floyd Mayweather's manager. Oh, so they come to you now. Wow, that's amazing. I'm Floyd Mayweather's manager. Do you want to do a UK tour? Yeah. But a little bit of due diligence. I don't think you're Floyd Mayweather's manager, mate. So you know, do not <laughs> think anyway? It turns out that this guy was part of somebody who knew the guy. We we speak to the man about the man. He's yeah. already done a deal with a music producer. Right. These guys try and do a tour, it pretty much falls flat on its face. Yeah. Uh, but they brought Goldstar in to do the memorabilia. So we go down to do the memorabilia, started speaking to Spence, yeah. myself, how what's the correct way the show should be run. Floyd is a brand yeah. and brings a team of 20 to 40 people at any one time of him, including his own security, really? his own jet. Fucking yeah. hell. But to move that amount of people around is, is mayhem. Is mayhem. You know, the, the organization there is, is very limited. Yeah. The amount of money that they generate is unreal. Is it? Unreal. Yeah. He's the money man. However, yeah. he does it, he's got this thing about him. So, when are you fighting that? He's fighting like we're talking about before. Is he fighting that killer future? They're calling each other out. There's a big old weight difference there, isn't there? I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's like, like, I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> I don't think it would matter, but he's going to get paid like he got paid for fighting the little Japanese kid, isn't he? It's a 60 seconds work there, Dude, I think, it's isn't, mad, it? isn't it? Yeah, so. Mad. And then on the back of that, Floyd, now when he comes to the UK, he's, he's pretty much exclusive to Goldstar. So we've done a few, a couple yeah. of standalone. And you're getting to hang out with all these fuckers. So my my job for the operations would be tour manager for all of these people. Which That's is, pretty cool. Which is great. So, we, you know, we have to do the road mapping and making sure the teams and we, we have to have a... It started with, you know, let's say, for example, Larry Holmes. Yeah. It would be me, Larry, his wife... Uh, his best mate, yeah. his wife, yeah. his son, yeah. uh, Mercedes V-Class executive that yeah. we bought for the company, driving yeah. up and down the country, and the lads would be behind me in yeah. a van with all the luggage in a van. Yeah. And we'd go down and we'd check them all in and all that. Yeah. That's obviously not sustainable when you're doing a 1,500 people event a night with Floyd and all these. Is that so, how many people are showing up at those kind of events, 1,500? So big numbers now, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, it, it, it depends on the acts. I mean, we've just done a UK tour with Irish Mickey Ward. Yeah. 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 Phenomenal fighter, yeah. phenomenal story, yeah. unbelievable guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing two or three hundred people there. Yeah. You know, you're doing two or three hundred people yeah. there, but it's it's people that that really want to know. And they're real. The the kind of people that are his fans are real, like real super boxing fans, yeah. like real yeah. bo- more not necessarily entertainment boxing fans, but like real boxing boxing fans. Now, I have a purist boxing fans, yes. or for someone like. Vinny Pazienza or Irish Mickey Ward who've had a Hollywood movie, movie yes. about them. Yeah. Then I've seen the movie or can you remember that? She's 18 misses. Remember that movie went to the, the fellas actually coming to 
Newcastle, let's go watch him. Yeah, let's go watch him. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. And that's great because yeah. that would be me, Mickey and his mate in the car for two weeks. That's cool. Driving up and down. That is cool. Good banter, good yeah. stories. And you just kind of think all of these people are very inspirational people. And yeah. But every single one of them is grounded. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. To, I was, to a certain extent. Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I always think that about anyone that... I thought that when I met Tyson, any of the MMA, anyone that I've met that's involved with fighting, they're just fucking normal. Yeah. yeah. They're just normal fucking blokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tyson came in here and he was just a fucking normal guy. I mean, obviously a large... Quite a large normal yeah, guy. Yeah. He was just a fucking... Because we always get asked that. What's it? What's he like? What was what was it like interviewing to even like famous people that come on like Chris Rock, oh, Tyson Fury, like, like just fucking just normal. No, they're just yeah. normal guys. Is that what you get with all these guys? The vibe that you get from all of them. Ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent. Mickey Mickey told me a story. He said, "Listen, he, he said he was at World Boxing Hall of Fame, former heavyweight champion. Now holding his shoes, holding his jeans. Oh, Mickey, I've got no money, mate. You know, I'm, no one's. You know, everybody's ripped me off over the time. I've got no skin. I'm the ex world heavyweight champion, yeah. and but, but, but Mickey said." Why don't you get a job? Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? So you've got holes in your shoes, go and get a job. Yeah. Mickey Ward's still Tarmax Rolls in Boston. He doesn't need to, but that's what he still does. Does he? Yeah, he does, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That's Until it's phenomenal. too cold to do it, so it's like a 10-month-a-year job. Yeah. And I just thought... A fair not, fucking play. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Go and get a job. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, to be fair, it's been a it, boxing's been a bad industry for ripping people off over the years. And and Larry was the first man to manage to keep his money and manage his money well. And then from then, you obviously had Mike who lost everything and Evander who lost everything. Uh, but then now, I think I think a lot of them now are kind of managing their money a little bit more. And, yeah. the, 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 and there's the, a lot the of TV work now as well, isn't there, as well? Afterwards, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you see a lot of fighters, especially Sky Sports are always giving... A lot of fighters can't afford to retire unless they do a pay-per-view fight, which people don't understand. People mm. go, oh, he's on TV all the time, he's getting fortunes. It's, it's not always the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah you know, yeah. camps cost a lot of money. Taxation. I saw once that Conor McGregor, for one of his fights, he was talking, I find it quite inspirational, actually, that he'd spent, before he'd even had the fight, he'd spent six figures on, like, he's a nutritionist and he's massage therapist. Yeah. And he's fucking fizzy on that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is... Because no one even thinks about that, do they? No, George has just been in Morecambe. The Connor's nutritionist doing Tyson's. Really? Yeah, George Lockhart, same guy. Oh, is that, is, oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Shit, because yeah. I see Tyson posting all those meals. And he's, That's it. He's That's got it. Paris on it. He puts the way. price tag on him, so you can kind of work out how much he's getting paid by the oh, price tag of his, of his granola <laughs> and Greek yogurt, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, so. I didn't know. Well, I always thought, I was like, why is Tyson working with an MMA guy? But that's he's, who it he's, is. He's a nutritionist, yeah. George Lockhart, I think, was on one of the uh, tough series, one of the oh, UFC he? tough series. I think oh. he's fought in the UFC a couple of times, but he is a specialist. Oh, so he was a fighter? Yes, but he oh, does. Shit. Holly Holm, he did Holly Holm for the Ronda, Ronda Rousey fight. Mm-hmm. I think he's on GSP, mm-hmm. Golovkin, mm-hmm. Connor, Tyson. At that level, 5% matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, Having it's, that all handled for you. And people don't see that, you know? No, they do. You don't see you know, worldwide nutritionists and worldwide padmen and sparring partners. Elite sparring partners cost a lot of money, so, you know. Do they? Yes, they do. Right? So yeah. elite sparring partners you have get to, paid to come and spar? Yeah. Yeah. They have sure. to, you have to pay for them to live, you have to pay for them to travel, you have to pay for them to fly, you have to pay for them to spar, they're getting punished no in the way. head by the world heavyweight champions, or they want to get paid for that. No way. That's mad. Well, that's actually how I heard about it. You know, Zelfa Barrett? Yeah. I remember, um, Crawler, when he fought Lenores, was saying, oh, I sparred with this kid called Zelfa Barra for the yeah. Lenores fight. Good kid. And uh, that was the first time I'd really thought about this whole pros getting paid for sparring. I was like, yeah. wow. 
Because he's a good fighter as well. And so. it's, a very, it's a very good way because two or three fight pros going round sparring, cutting the teeth, you know. So Tyson mm-hmm. sparred Klitschko, didn't he? He went to Klitschko's camp to do it, yeah. you know, and that's the sort of story that everybody tells. And the all sort of story is amazing. You, yeah. you know, he knew, didn't he? He knew yeah. he broke him before then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, and then we get right the way up to doing Tyson Fury. We worked with Tyson Fury for a lot of years, you know, before Klitschko. Klitschko, after Klitschko, mm. during his down times mm. and stuff. Uh, and at, at one point he said to Spencer, listen, do you want to start looking after a little bit of my commercial stuff as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've taken that opportunity, mm-hmm. started the Gypsy King official merchandise, which is now humongous. Yeah. It's its own machine yeah. rolling have around. You got that, the, the, have you got like a store or something now? I'm sure I've seen some. Yeah, so, we, well, we, so in the where, in the. So in the memorabilia warehouse, mm. it's now probably the, the world's biggest memorabilia showroom, and we've got all. all oh, so it's a showroom now. It's a showroom, but there's, yeah. honestly, there's. You've been down, haven't you, Sean? It's it's just phenomenal. It's it's massive. The, yeah. the, the 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 thing, and then now we've had to take part of the showroom out to do the merchandise. So it's not open to the public. It's yeah. open to the trade. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 its own standalone business now. And then obviously we're doing one or two bits with Tyson and being involved and helping him set up his foundation. And yeah. I keep pointing at that wall, don't I? Because I think it's about that direction. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. So what? What's him? Um, so obviously you're heavily involved in it, in in this boxing business now. What's the whole lockdown thing been like? Because obviously there's been no EBF. No, it's been it, so. This year started off with uh, Tyson's fight in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So Are we you look there, at, right? yeah. So we look after his merchandise. We look after his after party. We yeah. look after his ticketing yeah. for him. His family making sure cousins and aunties and uncles have got tickets. He's got a lot of them, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean's probably a few, a few, a few more than Tyson knows about. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep asking, is this guy really your cousin? <laughs> Well, I don't even ask anymore. I really do. I just smile and agree. I just smile. Yeah, yeah, of course you can have family discount. Yeah. It. It's the same price as the ticket was yeah. in the first place, yeah. So we do that. So so we are a million miles an hour Yeah. Uh, doing that fight. Yeah. Uh, the after party, you know. So t- when Tyson goes into camp, yeah. Gold Star kind of leaving to do his thing. So he just has to train. That's boxing. We don't yeah. really, we're not involved in his boxing. Because so a lot training. of lads when they first start off, isn't it? You see a lot of lads, even Crawler was doing this, was, was where they like, people would come and get tickets off them or they'd have to go and deliver tickets to people's houses and that. Yeah. And that must be fairly fucking stressful for a fighter. I, th- I think when they're starting off, they have to do that. Yeah. They have to start knocking doors and stuff yeah. like that. But when, when it comes to Tyson, everybody wants to be involved in the camp. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to the villa. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to go to this and everybody wants to go to that. Yeah. So what we, is, we kind of just take a step back. Yeah. We look after the commercial side and what Tyson wants us to look after. So yeah. if Tyson says, Wardy, will you look after, you know, these 20 tickets for me, I'll do yeah. that. Because he doesn't need the stress. You yeah. know, he's, you know, Tim's his camp manager. They have the sparring partners, his brothers, the yeah. nutritionists, whoever, your strength and conditioning boys, the Matt the Masters, they're all in there. Yeah. You know, we we, we step away. Yeah. But the opposite side to Vegas is the after party and the wristbands and the ringside this and the ringside. And I don't want to be sat there and I want to be sat here. And, yeah. and the highest grossing box office for heavyweight fight of all time is, is autographed. So we're a million miles an hour. He does up the now, by the way. Well, then now it's the highest course as ever fight of all time. Well, it's coming. It's coming <laughs> yeah. So then, so he does the business. Yeah. He smashes it. Yeah. He goes to the after party. Mm-hmm. There's 5,000 people in Hackersan nightclub in the after party. Fucking hell. Tyson walks in, suit jacket on, 
No just a tie on, didn't he? Just a green WBC tie <laughs> that he got when he won the belt. Walked in, takes over the microphone, tells him to turn the music off. Yeah. Gets them all singing in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in Hakkasan, but it is a... It's a There's kind. one in Dubai, isn't there? There's one in Dubai. The, the, the one in Vegas is a 5,000 thing. Big, massive... Three million dollar lighting structure. Is it? The loudest sound system you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. There's, there's one direction in there. There's all sorts of different, you know, Mark Wrights in there. Every every single UK celebrity that's there is all in there. Yeah. He comes and he takes over. <sighs> to think of five thousand people in a nightclub now is just weird, isn't it? Mate, to think we were talking about that on the way up. I was like, I didn't. I was like, he was like, right. oh, I miss clubbing. I was like, well, I didn't really go fucking clubbing before, but mm, I probably no. was like, oh, yeah. But- I- you never know what that will. I mean, to imagine to ever to get back to that is just, I mean, we were, the, the, the guy that runs Hackerson said, listen, he said, you know, we do Canelo's after party. He comes in with his sunglasses on, waves, you know, spends 45 minutes, waves again and leaves. Yeah. He said, you come in 200 handed into the VIP area. Yeah. You drink like $35,000 worth of beer and yeah. vodka. Tyson comes in jumping all over the stage. Yeah. I said, was he value for money? Yeah. Was he for money? Yeah. You know, so that was great. So then we come home. Yeah. Two days later. Yeah. Floyd lands. Oh, shit. So we go straight into the, a nine-day Floyd Mayweather tour. Fucking hell. Timekeeping is not as good as his boxing, I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, missing flights, missing jets. Really? You know, That must be quite stressful. It, it was the first time we did the tour. Yeah. But we're now in the position where Floyd's going Floyd's to be late. Yeah. And everyone's and all so these banque- the banqueting time. managers. You're just at the wrong time. <laughs> You say, what time will Floyd be here? I'll say any time between two and six. Yeah. This what week. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he's, you know, and you've got these banqueting managers. The what, the what time shall I tell him to serve the chicken when it's a banqueting dinner and all this kind of stuff? And I said, just serve it now. But Floyd's not here. I said, he's not going to be here. So Floyd, Floyd's late, but you can manage it. You know, and when, we've, when we are 100 shows a year for 10 years, we know how to handle it. You yeah, know, we, yeah, you, know yeah. you, you, can, you can flip a show back to front. You know, you can. So effectively, the way a show works is you arrive. You have a pre-drink, you go and meet the star, you shake the hand, nice to meet, you have your photo taken, your photo gets developed, you get it down, you sit down, you watch the event. Yeah. Auction, pre pre you know, uh, pre-entertainment, yeah. whoever's gonna talk first, yeah. and then obviously, you know, uh inter- interval yeah. main act comes on does the last hour. Yeah. Obviously with Floyd, you just can't do that. You know, Floyd wants to do the photos at the end, so everybody's steaming drunk. Floyd's always late, so everybody's even more steaming drunk. Uh, you know, but it but it is what it is. You've got you've got to make it work. You've got to yeah. deal with it. You've you've you've. Do you know that was the hardest thing about speaking was that everybody. I'm used to speaking in, in like hotel rooms where it's like the day event. People have came. They've got to take it and that. But on an, on those fucking that sportsman's dinner kind of thing. When the person's speaking, nobody shuts it. Everyone's fucking talking at it's, the same it, time. Did my fucking head in. It's difficult to control the crowd, and it is the compare's job to control the crowd. Yeah. And some people are very good. They have different options, different ways of doing it, yeah. you know, which can be a little bit condescending yeah. sometimes, but it works. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing some shows with Big John Fury. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. John demands his own respect on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine John. If, just if like, you don't you want to listen to me talk, that's no problem. I'll put the microphone down and leave. Really? Shit. Yes. See, I love that. 400 people, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. So yeah. yeah, so it just depends on how they work, you know. Yeah. Ricky does his own thing, gets on his mic and does his does his fifty minute thing, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, no matter how many times you hear it. Yeah. Tyson tends to do his. He will work on a prompt, but Tyson's story is, is just obscene, isn't it? Yeah. It's mega. I mean, we've done so many shows with Tyson yeah. now, and he just gets a stand innovation. Yeah. He can he can break down, you know, barriers mm-hmm. speaking to anybody, and mm-hmm. you know the the mental health stuff he's gone through is really. 
That's inspirational. We uh, we've done a couple of shows. We did one show. I can always remember in uh, in the valleys in mm-hmm. Wales, mm-hmm. full of massive. Yeah slate mining tough yeah. rugby playing monsters yeah. and i can remember watching him and he was big at the time yeah. and he was big at the time and he was telling his story and this was when he said he's i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna and i'm gonna beat him i'm gonna yeah. beat wild i'm gonna beat age and he, yeah. you know 26 27 stones i just started losing a little bit of timber uh, and i can remember looking into the crowd and seeing 15 20 blokes crying their eyes out really big big monsters yeah. you know you think oh but he can have a fight and he just think and at that point it just reiterates how much of a special person he is, mm. you know, touching, generating the kind of, but you know, that what he said when he was on your podcast, mate, you know, he speaks and people listen, doesn't yeah. he? When you've yeah. got the alpha of all alpha males telling you, yeah. he nearly drove off a bridge. Yeah. Then you can listen, can't yeah. you? Well, it's, it, it's kind of like it's people listen because it's clear that he's not bullshitting. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys, that have been crying and I get this as well because those guys have been through it or they're in it at the moment and you've seen these fucking doctors you've seen these fucking shrinks and you know for a fucking fact that they've got no idea what you're talking about yeah. but when he talks about it he describes it and it's like fucking hell that's exactly how I feel or that's exactly yeah. how I felt and that's why and obviously the story's fucking phenomenal and I think that's why it resonates with so many people because it's clear that he's not just fucking making it up. I don't know if I, I don't, I, I've never been through anything like that, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm lucky or whatever you tend to call it. I don't know. But yeah. but I sat there and listened to you and Tyson say, and both of you said the same thing. You both said you've both been to a psychologist yeah. or a doctor of sorts, and you both sat there and you both looked at him and thought, you've never fucking been through what I've been yeah. through, so you don't understand yeah. that. At that point, I thought, I've kind of always been a little bit, come on, mate, pull your fucking socks up. Yeah. And then I thought, well, do you know what? I've never been there. So for me yeah. to say that, it's a bit yeah. harsh, really. Well, what a question know. that I want to ask you is, how do you, what are some of your strategies for, because listen, what you do, every time I think about it, I get stressed just fucking thinking about it. Because <laughs> that whole boxing, those shows are a fucking, yeah. honestly, mate, I speak at so many, the only reason I speak at other people's events is so I don't have to organise them. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Someone says, will you come and speak at my event? I'm like, yeah, um, I'll definitely come. And people are like, well, why didn't you put your own on? You would get fucking hundreds of people in a room. I'm like, I've organised them before. They're so fucking stressful. stressful yeah. Do you know what I mean? People are pulling out. People are not coming. People are not showing up. People are showing up late. I've got all this other shit to do. So you must have some, either some secret fucking yeah. weapon <laughs> or you are just fucking blessed with the ability to deal with stress. I, I, I think, I think it's spending so many years stressed under massive amounts of pressure yes. that now... That's this is not pressure for you. No, it's not pressure anymore. Yeah. Floyd, this when Floyd was in here the last time, and you know his security team are here, and his security team are saying one thing, and you're giving, you, and there's kind of all these chiefs giving you all these different directions. Yeah. We're now at six, we're now at five, we're now at four, we're now at three, and then yeah. the chef saying, "Can I cook my chicken? Can I cook my chicken?" The photographer saying, "I've got to do this," and and all these different people, and everybody saying, "Wardy, why are you calm?" Yes, I said because it will be what it will be. We yeah. will make it work once he's here. Yes, and I think the stress levels only come when you make a big deal of it. And I know that some of these people are, it's, we do, we do a hundred and... That's a lot of people who are probably putting, because they're stressed, clearly. So they're putting, that's like 10 people putting their stress onto you. And they only probably do it three times a year. Yeah. I do it three times a week. So this, so this is a, it's a mind training, it's training. It's, yeah, You're it training that's exactly. It. I've done it. All. I've, the mistakes have been made over and over. We did a, a we did a massive event with Conor McGregor a few years ago, yeah. 
just uh, around the time of the Floyd fight. Mm. It was the fastest selling box office gate at the uh, SEC in Scotland in Glasgow of all time. Yeah, it's been beat since, but yeah, massive. Yeah. Uh, he missed his jet. So we're on the phone to the pilot and the pilot saying, this So what was it? What was the event? It was a meet and greet with Connor. At the, at the SEC. In that massive arena. That mass, not, repeated? Not the not the arena, you know, the armadillo. Yes. The armadillo there. It's 3,000 seats. Was it a YouTuber that beat him? No, it was Brendan Rodgers, the Celtic manager. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He, by, he was 17 minutes sellout, Conor McGregor. I think Brendan Rodgers was like 16 minutes. Bro, that is... In, really? I thought it was... Because I went there not so long ago to see this fucking YouTuber. And it, right. that sold out in so fast. But 16 minutes for Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. That's yeah. mad. So. That, it's a religion there, isn't it? That Rangers Celtic thing. We, we we've sold out two or three nights on the bounce for Gascoigne over there. All all the all the Rangers players and the Celtic players that we yeah. do will just sell out. Fucking hell! You know it's a good thing. So Connor Connor misses his flight. Yeah. And then the, the and then the pilot says, "Listen, they only have so much flying time," which I wasn't aware of. He said, "Listen, if he's not on this plane in forty five minutes, I need to fly this jet back to the UK." Yeah. Anyway, we pay for the private jet to fly back empty. Connor strolls up to the airport. You know, clicks his fingers, gets a jet. Lands, he's an hour behind time. Great. Oh, by the way, I've got to go and do a little bit of work for our bookmakers. So I'll be there in a bit. So you're like, so the whole place is stressed. Yeah. You know, is he going to turn up? He's never done one of these before. Is he not going to turn up? Yes. Is he going to turn up? The crowd is starting to get a bit aggy. People drinking and that. <clears throat> if we go over midnight, you're getting fined 10 grand an hour for security oh, and policing and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And all these radios are going off and the phones are ringing and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So we've just got to flip it. Doing a meet and greet at the end, get him on the stage as soon as he gets here. So we did the break dances, we did the pre-talk first, we did the auction, we did everything else. Yeah. Connor turned up, head to toe, in his suit, yeah. mega. Yeah. With his boys. Yeah. You ready? I said, yeah. yeah. What do you need me to do? I said, I need you to get on stage, mate. So you want to go on stage <laughs> now? Sure. So you want to go on stage now? So yeah, he was in the building three minutes. He walked onto the stage and yeah. absolutely smashed it. Did he? Unbelievable. Was it? Unbe- yeah, like goosebumps talking. Really? About oh, he's just, he's a superstar. Yeah. He's a superstar. Got on there, did his hour. Yeah. Mega. Did the meet and greet afterwards and finished it. So all that stress is gone. Yeah. It's gone, but it's 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 learning to, to know that you can just flip the I read something the other day that was great, which is like stress is kind of like a drama, right? And it's... It only you energize it when you add energy to it. So yeah. you're actually kind of neutralizing it by not adding any more energy. I just to don't. It. I'm not gonna say don't give a fuck, but I'm just gonna say, well, it's it's gonna. It, what will be, what will be. So yeah. you just deal with it, don't you? And you know, you can shouting never gets anybody anywhere. Yeah. Screaming and you know the the pressure does get on there. And I, I have a bad habit. It shows up whistling at people. Oh, is it? Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. And I think to myself every time I do it, oh, stop you ever do that? You misses? I bet you don't. No, I bet you don't. No. no. You're losing your, she's the you're losing your fucking teeth. She's the gaffer, mate. She's the gaffer. So no. Uh, so so coming back to the stress and, yeah. and everything, I, I just think you just have to deal with it. So, you know, you know that Floyd's probably going to be late. Yeah. So you tell him to be there a little bit earlier. Yeah. So he's not as late as he would have been. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know that the people are going to be drunk at the time. Yeah. Obviously with the, with the Floyd, yeah. The COVID thing started. Coming back to the question oh, that you yes. asked me about 15 minutes <laughs> ago. Yeah. We've got great guests today. I remember, remember, what, you remember yeah. what I've asked them. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, this COVID thing's creeping up in March. COVID this, COVID this. All yeah. these people are dropping dead in the street in China and all this yeah. stuff that's coming along. And, oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden, Floyd starts turning up with gloves on and his hood up and that. And we're like, and people are saying, why is he doing that? Uh, he watches oh, it's cold. 
and all that. You know, he's yeah. calling, he's yeah, like, yeah, shaking yeah. hands, and then then he starts fist pumping, and then it's because obviously you do a meet and greet. Yeah, it's a lot of. Push. You can shake hands with four, five hundred people mm. in a row. You know, we, we hand sanitise anyway at all the events yeah. anyway, just because it's pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, so all this was kind of a little... So that was an extra little bit of stress. But yeah. then, without looking behind the closed doors, the social media and the media on the back of the event was mega. Yeah, Floyd's come, he smashed it. He sold out nine venues. Yeah. He's done his tour. One or two haters online saying, yeah, he's late and he's this and he's disrespectful yeah. to his fans and all that, but he's, he's Floyd. And then Floyd flies, Floyd flies out whenever it was. Uh, we we host a massive white collar event in in Blackpool. Mm-hmm. We do a massive Port Gascoigne event in Glasgow, mm-hmm. and then old Boris comes on the TV and goes, Whoosh. "Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's where we are now. Yeah, zero. Yeah, we've we've actually managed to squeeze one or two small hall shows with John Fury. We had a twenty five date tour with John Fury. Yeah, and we managed to get I think five shows out of twenty five where tier one areas yeah. with social distancing and yeah. stuff. So we're yeah. now. We're now at ground zero and, and waiting for next year. Mad. So what have you been doing? How have you been keeping your own shit together? How have you been mad? Because that made that stress again. Yeah. Really. It, it was a very strange situation for me. Because you, you know, used to being on the road as well. You must I, be I, very used to being on the road. I had a baby born in December as well, just to add to all the stress yeah. of the new year yeah. and no sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. But what... It was very strange because at that point, I was thinking to myself, I'm kind of at my limit here. I need to kind of change something a little bit yeah you know, i started yeah, yeah. doing yoga once a week yeah and turning my phone off yeah because my phone Come is on. one of those things that just you know and even for an hour a week it was one of those things where yeah, i just huge. had to start doing it yeah uh then forgot about the yoga again kept my phone on all the time but it's because i couldn't have to you know i'm dealing with america you know everyone goes to sleep then america wakes yeah. up and all that kind yeah. of stuff and then covid came along and it stopped so it was great for me for three or four weeks everything just you got a rest i've got a rest yeah did everything, closed all the books off, did all the forecast, did everything, read it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a little boy. Then you were a bit like, mm. and I started taking him for a walk in the morning. The walk got longer and longer and longer until it was <laughs> 15K. Really? And I did 15K a day for something like 130 days. Fucking Wind hell. range around, along, along Blackpool Seafront, around Blackpool Tower, yeah. and back home again. Yeah. And I think that was the only thing, rather than that, barbecue weather painted the fences decorated the house did you get a hot tub? I didn't get a hot tub did you though. not get a hot tub no, you no. couldn't fucking get them anyway yeah, yeah. everywhere so long yeah. hot tubs and fucking fire pits yeah that's it, it no. was mad got, got, it? Got, got, got the old barbecue got the run out of grey paint that had to queue for the grey paint at 6 o'clock in the morning for the fence panels all you know like everybody else did yeah. uh, and then it just and then I got to a point and my missus said you know you drank every day now for about 150 days don't you and I was like oh do you know shit because Boris has been on saying this is day 150 and you've had a berry every day. Fucking hell, really? And I was a bit like, ooh, got yeah. on the scales and I was like, you know, put yeah. a bit of timber on as well here, yeah. So then just started introducing a little bit more training into mm-hmm. my body. I've always trained and that and then and then we just moved on from there. It kind of broke down a bit back into the gym. Yeah. The Tyson Fury merchandise has kept the company. Well, the that's co- what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking you, you seem to, you, 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 you kind of doubled down on the, Gypsy King stuff, eh? So the so the gypsy the Gypsy King merchandise is run by its own team, yeah, which is great. So they and as is the as is the as is the memorabilia. So they're Spencer's yeah. company, so they yeah. they run themselves. Yeah. So I, I have an input every now and again when yeah. when we need to do it, but they yeah. they kind of self suffice and they yeah. they do their own thing. So they've been running and keeping the business going. Yeah. 
personally, on a personal level, I just kind of took a bit of time out. To have 12 months at home with the baby <sighs> is priceless, mate. Yeah. It's priceless. Yeah. And you don't really, I, I still don't even really realize it now, apart from the fact that everybody tells me yeah. whose kids are older, who worked during the kids growing up. And a lot of my pals work offshore in yes, the gas and oil industry. Yeah. And they go, mate, you don't understand what it's worth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've not earned any money. Yeah, yeah it's not been great. Yeah. yeah, a self-employed person always worries about the future. Yeah. But you shouldn't really look towards the future, should yeah. you? You should look yeah. towards the day. Well, you, dude, you're, you're right about that self-employed people looking towards the future because you kind of have to... The thing is, we always think, oh, the future is... It's either one or two things. For me, it either makes you anxious or it makes you excited, which is kind of the same thing. Think about this, all your goals and aspirations, they're all based on the future. But also, anytime all of your worries are based on what might happen, yeah, it's the fucking same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's it's back to what we're talking about before. It's like what filter you see through. But uh, yeah, mate, if we look back now at lockdown, I think everybody that you talk to will be able to find. If I said, "Give me ten things that were great about lockdown," like everyone could easily come up with ten things. I, I don't think there's been anything negative about lockdown apart from financially. But everybody's in the same boat in the industry. Some people, are, some people have got more money than I've ever had from lockdown. <laughs> yeah, some, some people, people have. Yeah, no, yeah. weren't making money before online. So sorry, they weren't making money before, and suddenly they're getting these fucking bounce back loans. Do you know I? If I didn't have the boy, oh yeah, I would probably have looked into a startup business. Would you? Because I've got that kind of mentality where I just can't sit and do anything. Yeah. But when I've got in there, spend every day. Yeah. My missus like. Leave him alone. Stop <laughs> trying to teach him out of box. Stop <laughs> wrestling with him. Stop trying to teach. Can't even walk the poor kid. Do you know what I mean? I make him kick footballs and stuff. Yeah. And 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 that that's where we are. Yeah. Next year and the future. Well, that's what I was just going to ask. What do you think? Do you think this will change what you do next? Will you be back on the road or? Of course. Or do you yeah. think it'll be it, somewhere in between? It, it's going to come back, but it will come back gradually, slowly, and, yeah. and, and surely. But I think it, it will be what it will be, won't yeah. it? You know, it will be what it will be. I'm not going to worry about it. There's no need to worry about it. You know, you, 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 know, you sit with people like Tyson. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with Tyson, mm-hmm. you know. And he all, what do you always say? Worry about today. Yeah. What's the point in worrying about tomorrow? How many times do you get a phone call? Oh, you know, Santos died, don't you? Yeah. Didn't even know he was ill. Yeah, we only got a phone call off his doctor a few weeks ago, and now he's dead, and you just yeah. think... Um, fucking Maradona died yesterday. Mate. That's mad. You know, crazy. He's, you know... Someone said to me, though, oh, he's had a great life in Manny. Probably lived a great life to about 40, and then he's been pretty ill for 20 years, hasn't he? You know, yeah. let's get it right. He's struggling yeah. with his weight and his health, yeah. but... Got some mint stories to be fair. Something I mean, I've read his book. You know, watched his documentary. Have you read his book? Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So. Mate, imagine doing a tour with him. Fucking hell, that would have been wild. Yeah. That would have been yeah. fucking wild. Well, <laughs> you know, it's one of those. We've had the talk. We speak about everybody. We yeah. speak about everybody. You know, there's, there's there's nobody that we don't talk about. Yeah. As gold star now, because we're open to doing anybody from Tyson to Tyson's dad to Paris to. A soap star to a tennis player to a basketball star to anybody. So yeah. you speak about Maradona and you think, well, how many haters have you got compared to people that love him? Because I hated him for many years. <laughs> but he is probably the greatest player of our generation, yeah. isn't he? Alongside Gascoigne, yeah. I think. You know, he's, yeah. he's phenomenal. And yeah. he's, you know, and his stories are great. I could have sold 10 nights straight in Glasgow with him. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Gaza. 
No, with Diego. With Maradona, yeah. Because he once said, didn't he? He said, I don't care if the English hate me, the Scots love me, and that's all that matters. Did he? Yeah, he said, Fucking yeah. hell. All my Scottish pals on social media are reposting it last yeah, night. So, really? Yeah, oh, I love so. that. Man, who would you love to do it to Owen? Like, someone that you haven't done it with, someone that you've talked about, you're like, you know what? I fucking love to do it to Owen. <sighs> Sports. I'm Michael Jordan. Oh, dude, shit. Michael Jordan. You know what? That's. He. That show that he did on Netflix was one of my... Res- that, that it, when I look back at the lockdown in a couple of years, I'm like, remember the last dance? Yeah. And the Tiger King? Yeah. The Tiger King, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that? Joe Exotic, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one for me, yeah. No, Ma- Michael Michael Jordan, I think, you know, he, uh, unbelievable sportsman. Yeah. Unreal, yeah. really. You know? That would be fun. I'm, I'm lucky in the fact that my sporting hero was Roy Jones Jr., yeah. Done several UK tours of him. Yeah. Could call him a friend. I met him, him when, in, when I when I worked in a gym in Newcastle about yeah fifteen years ago. I took him there. Did you? The one with the big white front. Yeah, that's the one. Eh? That's it. Yeah. Fifteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of it. Back I remember the gym. Yeah, I took him it's there. Called Green South Green South of Fitness. It was called. That's uh, it. And uh, Mike Tyson. The Mike done a few shows with Mike. So yeah, Mike's great. Yeah, he's, he's a enigma. Is he, he? Mike. Mike Tyson walks into a room. There's, only, there's not many people I can say it. Mike Tyson, Conor McGregor, yeah. Tyson Fury, Floyd Mayweather, Don King. Oh, lights are gone. Don King. That's all right, don't worry. They've been worry. into a room and you can sense the aura. Yeah. You can sense the aura. You know, Tyson Fury's a pal. You know, we phone yeah. talk about the foot, we talk about anything else. Yeah. But you can sense him, can't you? I don't yeah, know if you I, felt it as I, well, but you can see, you can see he's a special human being. Yeah. You think, yeah. you know, so I'm quite lucky that the, the people that I would want to spend time with, I've managed to spend time with, but I think Michael Jordan is the, yeah. he's up there, yeah. That's insane. Who's, who do you think will win the fight between Fury and, uh, sorry, Tyson and um, Jones? Roy Jones, in my opinion, should win it. You know, on boxing skill alone, yeah. I just don't know how his knees and his hips are going to hold yeah. up. And if Mike starts throwing big bombs in the way, you watch it. Do you know I'm like? It's like that. You know, I'm, like a, that McGregor and Mayweather. I'm a hater, yeah. but I just want to see it. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, weird, it, it's a funny one. I, I was like funny. that with McGregor and Mayweather. I was like, what the fuck are these two fighting for? And then I still, I was, I'm not getting it. And all my pals start, oh fucking, I'm getting it. <laughs> Flew to Vegas to watch it, mate. I flew to to Vegas Vegas to watch it. And after about 60 seconds of the first round, I just went, I'm going to the barn. And I was like, What do you mean? I said, Mate, this is what it is. You know, that don't even Floyd's not throwing any shots. Nah. You know, he threw three punches in the first round, then he's like, "Mm." Yeah. Yeah, So, but yeah, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll, of course, I'll watch it. What's the best? Is that in terms of actually. In terms of fights that you could, you, you must have been a lot of fucking fights, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the best fight you've? What's the best fight you've ever seen? It must have been. Ooh. It must have been Tyson and Wilder the first. The first Ty- one. Tyson and Wilder the first fight was unreal. Fucking phenomenal. Unreal. Uh, AJ Klitschko. Ooh. Was a good fight. Massive fight. Massive phenomenal. Uh, it, it's it's Tyson versus. Uh, versus Wilder, yeah. it's one of the greatest boxing moments of all time. Yeah. Of all time, yeah. getting up off the canvas. I had made in my hands when he was when he was stood back up. Still, thought he'd been beat. Yeah, I remember, young travelling kid. He's got up, he's got up, and I and he was up, and, I, and then he had his hands behind his back, and I was thinking, oh my, my god, what's he doing? My. So, yeah, yeah, unreal, special moments. That's yeah, there's, there's a, uh... <laughs> who's he gonna fight next? Tyson. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> who do you think? You know, well, listen, ask him what happened to his legs. So I've got to ask you who, who Tyson's going to fight next. Yeah. Who do you think you okay. might fight next? I, 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 think, I think the American courts may say he needs to fight Wilder. I do. Yeah, as a contractual litigation type, type thing. Yeah, I think he'll school him. Do you think anybody beats Tyson? Who do you think his hardest fight would be? Of all those heavyweights. Wilder. Damn. Wilder's his hardest fight. Yeah. Really? Closely followed by AJ. Yeah. AJ's a, a, an unbelievable physical specimen yeah. of a human being. Yeah. You know, we've done a lot of tours with him, do a lot of work with him. Yeah. Quality guy. Yeah. I know he's got a lot of haters at the minute. Yeah. You know, he, he's a he's a he's a top fella. Yeah. Unbelievable athlete. Yeah. Phenomenal. When you strip all of the bones away from the athleticism yes. and the oxygen recovery and the yeah. science and yes. the this and the that, Tyson's boxing ability is better than Anthony Joshua's. <laughs> oh, man. Without a shadow. And it's a boxing match. Yeah. It's not fight, it's not sprint, it's not high jump, yeah. not chess. Yeah. It's a boxing match and he's boxing yeah. and You think Wilder's the most, do you think Wilder's the most dangerous? I think oh, it was, yeah. mate. I think it was, mate. I think that, I think the power in that right hand was, was, was that. And I think Freakish. that it just shows that he knew, didn't he? When he got up after he knocked him down the first time and he knew his, that was it. Yeah. He had nothing else in his armour. That's why he could just step through. The, the, the next fight, the third fight, the trilogy, if it happens, is very dangerous because Wilder has got nothing else to lose this time. He can't back off like he did last time. He's got to stand there. Who else there. is he going to fight? Who's, if Wilder loses again, who's he got left to fight? Joshua's not going to fight Wilder. Who, Wilder? Huh? Wilder's probably going to pull himself a couple of Andy Ruiz's, isn't he, and yeah, stuff like that. If he, he, may, he may retire. He's, you know, he's had a good crack of the whip on He's I'm sure he's going to get a few quid along the way and yeah. for, for a trilogy and stuff like that, but yeah. it's, it's an interesting one that yeah, you it know, is. it's exciting to see. Well, um, mate, where can um, the guys listening, watching in, find out more about you and what you do? Best place? Yeah, Instagram. 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 I've pulled myself off Facebook a little bit now just because I'm a little bit... I don't watch the news. Don't fucking go on Facebook no more. Sorry, Facebook, but it's a fucking cesspit. Yeah, I, so it, so Instagram is what is what I tend to do, and obviously yeah. the Gold Star Promotions page across all social yeah. media is, is amazing. Well, yeah. Mister fucking James Wall, everyone, tremendous, <laughs> tremendous. Hey, man, thank you for that. Cheers, that mate. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> Witted you, on a little bit. Sorry, mate. That was brilliant, man.